say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want not. to be. So right. we're going to be turning this on. Here we go. In three, two, one. Hi everyone, and welcome to A New Direction. It's me, Jay Izzo, your host, and oh boy, do we have a great show. Well, I'm telling you, this is a great show. I know, I say it every week. Jay, you always say to us, it's a great show. I know, but the guests, they're, they're amazing. So of course it's going to be a great show. I want to just tell you something, though. This show is going to be, I, I've said this before in other shows, right? We're, this is going to be a powerful show, and, and, and they have been. Right? This is going to be a powerful show. Everybody, get your friends, get your enemies, get the people you haven't forgiven, get the people that you're still on the border about forgiving, and get them on the show. Okay? Tell them to download the podcast or watch us live because, as you know, you know we do this show live on Facebook, and so tell them to get over here and 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 watch, listen, right to the show, because I we have Marianne Clyde. She is a licensed therapist. And she wrote this book. I know you can't see it on the podcast, but you could. Everybody else could see it. It's called Zentivity, and it's how to eliminate chaos, stress, and discontent in your workplace. Is there anybody out there who who would like to keep the chaos, keep your stress, and be discontented in your workplace? If you would like to keep those things in your life, would you please just leave the show now? Because that would be the best thing for you is because you really love chaos, you like stress, and you really want to choose to be more discontented. So if that's you, then this show is probably not for you. However, if you want to eliminate chaos, stress, and discontent in your workplace and in your life and in your career or your business, you're going to want to watch and listen to Marianne Clyde talk about zentivity in the workplace because I'm telling you, this book and and it, it's so powerful. You're gonna love this book. But before we get started, let's do what we do every week and let's check in with you with the four areas of your life. Right? We are four part people. We are physical people. We are mental people. We are emotional people, and we are spiritual people. All right. And, you know, every day you are somewhere in those four areas. So on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding, where are you physically today? If you had to put a number on it, right? Where are you physically? Are you, are you eating right? Are you doing the right things? Are you getting the right amount of exercise? Are, what are you doing? Are, 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 how are you feeling? How are you doing all those things physically? Scale of one to 10, one being awful, 10 being I'm outstanding. What's your number today? You got that? Okay, that's your first number. All right, second number. Where are you at right now mentally? And what do I mean by that? I mean, how are you feeding your brain? Right? There's two sides to our brain, right? We've got a right side, which is this creative side, and then we got this left side that's a more logical side. What are you doing to feed your brain? Right? I am so privileged to get to do a show like this because I read a book a week, right? And and so, you know, over the course of the year, and of course I get to interview experts, but over the course of the year, I read about 40 books a year, 40 books a year. And I have to tell you, it feeds my brain really good stuff because they're all nonfiction. They're helping me grow and learn. And of course, you know, Zentivity has been one of those books that is in that category. I love it. What are you doing to feed your brain? Right? And And by the way, when it comes to your brain, it's one of those organs that we have in the body that you can exercise forever. As long as there is breath in your lungs, you can exercise your brain. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being awful, 10 being great, how are you doing mentally? All right? Got that number? So you got two numbers, right? Third number, how are you doing emotionally? 
What do I mean emotionally? Well, emotionally, here's what I'm talking about. I'm asking you emotionally, like, do the little things tick you off? Are you are you stressed easily because something happens in your life or a circumstance comes up? Are you how well are you able to control your emotions? Better yet, how well are you able to relate to the emotions of others? Right? All that combined, we call an emotional quotient. Sometimes you'll hear it called emotional intelligence. Right? So I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being amazing. Where are you at emotionally right now? Right? And then what are you going to do about it? Right? So all these things, right? You got a number and they go, what are you going to do about it? And the whole, listen, the whole object here is not to get, if you're a four, it's not to get to a 10 today. Okay. If you can get to a 4.5, right? If you could just do something right now to get yourself to a 4.5, that's what I want you to do. Okay. So, all right, let's talk about the fourth area of your life. And that's the spiritual realm, right? And we have a lot of people go, well, I don't believe in spiritual stuff. Folks, you do. You don't, you just don't call it spiritual. I promise you that there is something that you do that gives centers you, gives you a sense of peace, gives you a sense of somewhere that that you can go that feels like you have faith in that helps it. it, it sometimes it's karma, right? For some people it's karma. Sometimes people you know believe in nature. Sometimes people believe in God. And and if that is, I always ask people, how's that relationship going for you, right? So the, the, the key is here, what is it that brings you back to center? What is it that brings you back to a peaceful state? All right. And, and, and it can't be explained by science. It generally isn't because there's so much that science. Listen, I have an MS degree. All right. That's a science degree, master of science degree. I can just tell you, we just can't explain everything with science. Right. So let's look at the spiritual realm for a second. All right. And on a scale of one to 10, where are you at? All right, so you have four numbers, right? You have your physical number, your mental number, your emotional number, your spiritual number, right? Think of those four numbers as the legs of a table, right? Try eating off of an uneven table. That's hard, right? But what if all your numbers are really low? Well, that's really even more difficult, isn't it? Because if you're sitting in a normal chair trying to eat off of a normal table that's that low, it's really difficult to do. The whole object here is to be well-balanced and to bring yourself up to that height of level. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, if somebody's going to help you do that in all four areas of your life, it's going to be my next guest. Her name is Mary Ann Clyde. And, and Mary Ann Clyde, by the way, I, I am so privileged to, about Mary Ann Clyde because I've interviewed her first when I was on the Jiggy Jaguar Experience show uh, nationally, and I was on her show that she does. And uh, I think of her, even though she's this amazing licensed therapist, right? She is uh, a friend. So, but I'm going to do the, the classic bio, you know, the bio that I do, right? So, Marion Clyde is an expert in mental health in the workplace. She speaks to businesses and associations about empowerment, team building, and relationship networking. She's a licensed marriage and therapy, family therapist. She's been in practice for over 28 years, although you wouldn't believe it if you looked at her. Energizing speaker. She's a dauntless world traveler. She's lived in Japan for over eight years. She spent at least, uh, she's been in at least probably 20 different countries. Uh, she teaches about recovery, trauma, personal empowerment, interpersonal relationships. She's also, by the way, Northern Virginia's 2018 uh, Northern Virginian of the Year, right? Because uh, she's also the owner, was the owner, I should say, of the Marianne Clyde Center for Holistic Psychotherapy. And um, she's an amazing person. She's also the author of this book called Zenitivity. And she is brought to you today by, of course, our sponsor, uh, which is Endline Business Brokers and Advisors. Look, if you're going to sell your business, you need an expert to do that for you. So why not go with the people that 
even the experts know, and that is inline business brokers and advisors. I know Jeff Snell, I know their people, they're amazing people. If you gotta sell your business and you want it done confidential with complete confidentiality, you need to call inline business brokers and advisors. That's inline, E-N-L-I-G-N, dot com. Check them out. Also, need to um, say we got a brand new sponsor, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. We wanna thank them for sponsoring a new direction. Thank you, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. If you're looking for real estate needs, why don't you just go to Linda Craft, L-I-N-D-A, craft.com and this week's t-shirt shout of the week goes to locally owned business dacno.com check them out because they gave us gave me the t-shirt and if you want to have your t-shirt from your company on this show just send me just send an extra large t-shirt to a new direction and and just contact me directly we'll do that so now without further ado ladies and gentlemen and by the way thank you all for joining us live john ken uh buddy uh jeff jr and um, Joey, I want to thank you all for joining us right now. Please welcome to the show, Marianne Clyde. Marianne, welcome to the show. Jay, what a delight to be with you again. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I am excited too. I, I told you off the air before we started, you know, the first time I interviewed you, I did not read the whole book. <laughs> I kind of I kind of perused <laughs> and it. And I couldn't even tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you couldn't, but I didn't. And so this time, though, I read the book from cover to cover because I promised all my authors that I interview on this show that I will read the book cover to cover and then I give them an Amazon review. And wow. it's, uh, it's my guarantee to every author that gets to do the show. And when I first read this book, uh, Zentivity, I thought to myself, well, I know it's going to be good. And because there's certain elements of it, I knew that were, were going to be great. And then I went and said, um, I didn't realize it was going to be this good. And I didn't realize just how powerful this book was. As a matter of fact, it was so powerful, I thought maybe the book was just for me. And it really wasn't for everybody else. Because when we're talking about eliminating chaos, stress, and discontent in the workplace, right? And you have a name like Zentivity, there's a part of you that goes, uh, and then I went, oh boy. It's so much more than that. So let's let's talk about let's talk about Zentivity. Let's define that right out of the gate. What how do we do how do you define Zentivity? Okay, well Zentivity is just kind of an environment that you reach in your personal life or your um, business life in your office that's just everything runs like a well oiled machine. That the the chaos does not take over. It's there. It's always going to be there, but it doesn't take over what's happening in your world. You can't control chaos all the time, mm. but you can control your response to it. And that's kind of the state of Zentivity is acknowledging it's there and not being sucked dry by it. Mm -hmm. So you divided this book up into parts, right? Mm -hmm. And which, I, by the way, so so you had parts and then you had chapters in those parts. And mm -hmm. the part one is things that keep us stuck. And you know, I am a big fan of helping people get unstuck. That, that you know, especially businesses. Yeah, when I walk into businesses that's what and, you do with your books and so yeah, forth. Yeah, right, it's help people Absolutely. get unstuck, right? And so in chapter one, you come right out of the blocks and your title of your chapter is Raising Awareness. And I just want to read the very first sentence, right? Because this, if this doesn't blow you away, people, nothing else will. Approximately, as of 2009, this is a 2009 statistic, approximately 1 million U.S. employees miss work each day to workplace stress. Yeah. 
right? Whoa, 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 whoa. So we're raising awareness. Help us out here, Marianne. Absolutely. That's why I loved what um, the way you started the show is one way we have to nurture our awareness is become aware of how we're responding to our environment. And, and what you did was you slowed everybody down for just a minute or two to say, okay, how are you doing? Not just, oh, I'm fine, because that's the only four-letter F word that was never allowed in my office. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it that's, was that's, that's a terrible word. You know, when somebody <laughs> says, I'm fine, that just means shut up and go away. <laughs> and, um, and you made them stop. You made the audience stop and say, how are you doing physically? Mm-hmm. Now, how are you doing mentally? Mm-hmm. Now, how are you doing emotionally? Mm-hmm. And how are you doing spiritually? Because we glom it all together and go, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm yeah. great. And the fact is, we need to be aware of what's going on in our lives because that huge amount of people who miss work every day because they're stressed mm-hmm. a lot of physical um you know illnesses happen right. because of stress we get our immune system all screwed up and um and then you know then we'd have to get sick and stay home mm-hmm. and uh, or we just can't handle the pressure at work and so we take a mental health day which which i actually think is okay too you, but, you, um, you, you, well, yeah. here's, here's the here's the thing that and and we're going to talk about this more in detail. But I think people miss the emotional physical connection, right? So yeah. we, we get stressed, and and you because you talk about this in the book, we get stressed. The emotions become overwhelming, and we actually talk ourselves into getting sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, we do. And, you and, are correct. And so what, what happens is, so, so we, but I think, you know, like what you said in, in, in this first chapter of the book, which I think is powerful, right, is awareness is the first step to change. Absolutely. If you don't know what's wrong, you can't fix it. And that's, <laughs> that's, and that's so simply, what, that's so simply <laughs> elegant. That's so simply. You know, isn't it though? I mean, that's, it is. that's what, my, my, my whole message is just pretty basic because life isn't all that complicated if you break it down as neatly as you did in the first few minutes of your show. Mm. Just sit down, see how you're doing, and and then and then we'll cope with it. If you're not doing well physically, let's go take a walk outside. Mm. If you're not doing well mentally, mm. you know, go do a Sudoku. You know, there there's right. tangible things you can do in your life to change any one of those things in a moment because our life is run by the way we think yeah not by what everybody else is doing right you can't control them uh, i'm sure you figured that out right, right. well well <laughs> no i mean well i mean it's like what you I, listen we all know the albert einstein quote quote right you know complaining and doing the same things over and over again expecting a whole different result mm-hmm. is insanity right and right so right. yet we yet we get into this stressful mode. I'm and you tell me if I'm wrong here because you're the therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just a psychological professional who tries to figure this thing out. But anyway, you're the therapist, the licensed therapist. I mean, but we we have this tendency to think that if I just stay with it and do the things that I've always done, something's going to change. Right. That we it's really magical thinking. It's really magical. You know, it's it's like 
we, we spend our life wishing our spouse would start paying more attention to us. We spend our life wishing the boss would pay attention to our ideas. Mm-hmm. We spend our life wishing our kids would actually listen. You know, and, and then we yell about it and we fuss about it. And we, you know, it, you know what you, you've, you've ever heard the saying, I'm sure you have, what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. And, and it just means wh- whatever you're fighting against, you're empowering because you have to, because you're encouraging someone or something to fight back mm-hmm. and cause resistance. And if you just learn to little judo move emotionally to just kind of let the, let the you know, event kind of go past you, over you, under you, around you, through you, whatever, then you can move on and you don't lose your balance. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain that balance, that inner sense of, Presentivity, shall we say? I love you that. Know, and, and 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 that's just like a it's like a taekwondo course. <laughs> We're talking with Marianne Clyde, author of this outstanding book, Zentivity. It's not a long read, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a powerful read, and what it it's like having her right next to you. It it, it really is. It how I I was thinking about how you desc- how I describe this book. This this book is going to help your business in so many ways because it it's done in a <laughs> It's done in a very loving way. It's done in a very joyful way. And it's done in a way that will bring you peace and kindness. And it's done gently. And uh, it's patiently done. It's, it's got a faithfulness to it. And it's going to bring about self-control. It's just, uh, it's just a super, super uh, book, powerful book. And uh, she's brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. If you want to sell your business or you're looking to buy a business, why not call the people who know what they're really doing? And that's the folks at Enline. Contact them at enlign.com. And also Linda Craft and Team Realtors. When you're interested in selling your home or maybe buying a home, and doesn't matter where it's at in the world, contact the experts. They know their business. Contact them at Linda Craft, L-I-N-D-A, Craft, C-R-A-F-T.com. And they're sponsoring today's New Direction and Mary Ann Clyde, and we are so grateful for them. One of the things that you say in this chapter, and this is the connection between stress and work, is you said, when people are experiencing stressors in their personal lives, it is very difficult to stay focused on the task at hand. And when they aren't focused, things fall through the cracks, deadlines are missed, and sick leave gets out of hand. Right. Expand that. It's just... when. You can't pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing if you, you hmm, I sort of get a picture of like pig pen from, from uh, the old Charlie Brown yeah, peanuts, yeah. commercial, you know, it, the old comic strip, because it's, it's like you've got all this stuff going around in your head, you just don't have the bandwidth to, to effectively complete whatever your task is at hand, ultimately somewhere it's going to weaken and collapse. And, yeah, you can do it for a while. You can fight your way through it and just um, ignore the stressors for a while. But eventually it chips and chips and chips away at your sense of self, your sense of well-being, your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, and your emotional well-being. And you get scattered. And anybody knows that when you're scattered, you know, you've got too many plates that you're spinning and you might be good at spinning one or two or even 10 but once once somebody adds that last plate right. 
everything comes crashing down. It's that straw that breaks the camel's back. And so you you don't have to get effective with spinning plates. You have to get effective with spinning your own thought process in an effective way. Mm-hmm. How to how to calm yourself down, how to refocus yourself. What to do when things are going awry. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I think a lot of times, you know, you and I both coach, you know, you know, managers and CEOs and, and you and I have been in those environments and sometimes it's very difficult for the CEO of a company or the management of a team to understand the connection between the personal and the professional. And, mm-hmm. and you and I have both written articles in Entrepreneur Magazine related mm-hmm. to this and other articles that we've written. And right. I keep trying to tell people the connection, but you cannot separate the personal from the business. I, I, it's a really neat dream, but it's <laughs> it's just, I mean, if you're going through a divorce, try, try separate, try compartmentalizing that in your right. job. Right. It, it's just, it doesn't happen. And somehow people, I think somehow people think that they've done it successfully, but they really don't know that they haven't. And so they go, well, you know, I, I've literally heard CEOs say, well, I've gone through a divorce and it didn't affect my job. Oh, no, you were a tyrant when you were going through right, your divorce, right. right? You know Exactly. We think it's like, um, well, well, my parents raised me this way and I turned out all right. I mean, there's so many people that say that and I'm thinking, really? <laughs> Are you really okay? You know, or were you always okay? No, we, right. we have to recognize when we're hurting, when we're stressed when we're um, in a bad situation or a bad relationship and, and learn to deal with the matter at hand, learn to recognize our emotions, feel them, and let them pass. Because if we don't recognize the anger, the resentment, the right. bitterness that we're kind of squashing down, right. ultimately it, it kind of reeks out of our, of our lives, either through our health through our um, bad relationships right. or our reactivity, I mean, heaven, look look at the look at the reactivity that's all around us. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't even like to watch the news anymore because yeah. it's not really reporting; it's reactivity, yeah. and reactivity never accomplishes anything constructive totally unless agree. your house is on fire, and then the reactivity to get out of the house is probably helpful. Right. And yet that's even planned, hopefully. Right. Hopefully you have a plan yeah. so it's not completely reactive. So, right. so I, one of the things we touch, we're gonna, I'm going to throw out a psychological term because we're bouncing all around it without saying it. And it's the, it's the danger of mirror imaging, mm. right? It's, it's, it's our danger of saying, I've done it. Look at me. This is what I've done. But here's the, here's the real danger of that. It's, it's not just saying, look what I've done. You can do it too. It's also understanding that your mirror isn't nearly as clear as you'd like to think it is. <laughs> that is a great point. Great point. We, we see in a mirror dimly these days. We, we, we just don't see ourselves like other people do. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't see. We're talking with Marianne Clyde, author of Zentivity. Uh, great book, How to Eliminate Chaos, Stress, and Discontent in Your Workplace. So I want to I read this definition of Zentivity uh, to the 
folks. And okay. And then I am going to we're going to talk about you know how in the workplace um, the four things that can keep you from Zentivity. So Zentivity is peaceful, calm environment in which employees are actively engaged in the creative and productive process so that they can make more money and everyone can be happy and well motivated. Okay. Right. I mean, who doesn't want that? If there's right. anybody out there that doesn't want a peaceful, calm environment in which employees are actively engaged in the creative and productive process so that they can make more money and everyone can be happy and well motivated and you're more profitable. Who doesn't want that? If you don't want that, stop listening. Okay. Just stop right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's four things though, that it tends to, that, that you talk about that keep us from that Zentivity and it's feelings of captivity, negativity, projectivity, and reactivity. Right. Ah, yeah. And so, in in Utah, captivity makes if if there's sometimes I can feel trapped. I don't know about other people, but captivity feel. Talk about feeling trapped in this whole trapped escape process. You know, and there's so many times when people don't really realize they feel trapped. Right. They they feel trapped in a job, trapped in a marriage, trapped in um, you know not being able to get opportunities. One of my very greatest examples is um, Victor Frankl, mm-hmm. who was a, a prisoner of, of, um, in, in one of the concentration camps. He World was a psychiatrist. And, and his whole philosophy, he survived. And the, one of the reasons he survived, one of the main reasons, is because you can be captive physically mm-hmm. and not be captive mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know that you have control over your thoughts, over your attitude. That sounds like a cliche, but it's actually very, very true. And my favorite quote of Viktor Frankl is, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies my freedom to choose. And and we, we have a freedom to choose how we're going to approach this life. And so, yeah, if you feel trapped in your job, take an assessment and say, what do I need to do to feel not trapped? How, how do I get out of this feeling of being trapped? How do I learn to express my freedom within this environment? It all depends on how you ask the question. Oh my God! I feel so trapped. Right. Why is my boss keeping me trapped? Ah, right. you're going to stay trapped that way. But right. if you say, "How am I going to move on? What am I going to do?" It's it's actually just taking personal responsibility for the way you think about a situation. That's where your freedom lies. I love it, and and, and, you, and you know, I want to I want to just jump in with you on this because I've. Even when I was teaching psychology classes in college, right, and I was teaching mm-hmm. my students, I would say to them, you know, you have a choice. On, on everything that happens to you, you have a choice of how you're going to mm-hmm. respond. And I said, you know, you could come up and you could kick me as hard as you want in the shin. I still have a choice of how I'm going to respond to that. Right. I, I mean, I, seriously, I do. I, it may be hard. I'm not saying that it's easy. But ultimately, if you kick me as hard as you can... I can still choose a different response in there. And of course. I, yeah, and I think we forget that we are we've got more power than than we think we have. 
Yeah, I think what you said is recognizing that it's not easy. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah, the easiest thing to do would be to smack somebody back, and knock yeah. them over, to, to yeah. react and let your body just respond. Right. But if you can embrace the situation for what it is, and, 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 and I really want your audience to, to know that, that we're not tossing out cliches here. These things no. are really, really possible, but they take practice. Oh. Yes, your shin is going to hurt. <laughs> that, yes, Let, let's just admit your shin is going to hurt, but you can curse that person out. You can throw them out of your office, you can um, call them names, or you can take a deep breath and say, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and, and open a dialogue. Um, not that everybody's open to dialogue, mind right. you, but, but as long as you're willing, that makes a difference. The next thing that you talk about is negativity. And one of the things yeah. that you talk about as negativity is that we can be addicted to negativity. Oh, yeah. The interesting thing is, you know, when you find out that you can be un- addicted to emotions, mm. it not just, we all know negative people. We, right. You know, they, they find, they find the, the pothole instead of the, the smooth road in everything. <laughs> um, but, but you can also be addicted to things like being in love, the sensation of being in love. That might feel like a good feeling but then you're all always chasing that feeling and you don't feel happy unless you have more of that drug of being in love you can um yeah we get we get some um kick out of being angry we we can get a we can get a, a a sort of surge of energy by road rage mind is not not good energy but i mean it 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 keeps us moving on. It keeps us um, sure. reacting and so forth. But the idea is all those things fizzle out. The things that we have to choose not to be addicted to anything, not just drugs and alcohol, not just work, not just accolades and, and appreciation. We need to learn to be content with life taking its side roads, Life taking its detours. Nothing is predictable. Mm. Shall we say death and taxes? But you know yeah, how right. that goes. I know how that goes too. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking with Marianne Clyde, author of the book Zentivity. Uh, you can find it at Amazon, favorite bookstore. It's uh, it's it's a great book. It's by Balboa Press. It's a fabulous book. This is literally how to eliminate chaos, stress, and discontent in your workplace. And we're kind of walking our way slowly through the book uh, because there's just so m- this book is packed. I'm actually going to skip the last two areas because we're going to go to the chapter two and then we're going to move on because I got to tell you there's these ten things I got to get to in this book that are so powerful and uh, that we're connecting up. But you can do that. By the way, she's brought to you today by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of people in the purchase and sale of their business when you are looking to sell your business and you want to do it with complete and total confidentiality don't call anyone else call my friends at nline business brokers and advisors you can find more information at enlign.com and by the way tell them that you heard uh them talked about on a new direction and also our new sponsor we want to welcome to the show linda craft and team realtors 
when you're ready to buy, sell your home, or anywhere in the world, whether it's residential or commercial, you need to talk to the folks at Linda Craft and Team Realtors. I'm telling you, these folks are amazing. They are experts in their field. There's a reason why they say Linda Craft and Team knows their business. You need to check them out. Go to Linda Craft, L-I-N-D-A, Craft, C-R-A-F-T, dot com, and they're bringing Marianne and, of course, Zentivity uh, today. So I'm, I'm going to move on because I we could we could sit there. I'm going to tell you, we could get stuck in Chapter 1 and never get out of Chapter 1. So... <laughs> And chapter two, by the way, let, let I, me just let me just say, though, Jay, because I think that's important when you get addicted to negativity or anything else. Right. It actually changes your brain. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, just like just like if you were addicted to drugs, just like if you were addicted to alcohol and you don't want your brain to be stuck there, whatever little kick you get from negativity or anger or rage you just don't want to be stuck there. So as, as you suggested, we'll move on to the 10 things then, and we can talk about how to change your brain in a good way. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so I don't like to get too psychologically geeky, but I'm going mm-hmm. to because I used to teach brand anatomy and function. And so to some nursing students and, and folks, and I love brain and I especially like okay wait folks I know don't turn it off I'm about to say something here that's gonna be really nerdy and geeky <laughs> so don't turn me off I'm about to say I enjoy the vesicular release of neurotransmitter okay I just said it okay <laughs> whatever yes you go what was that N- never mind it's a really geeky term to talk about that we have these 5,000 chemicals that run through 100 billion little microscopic areas that make us function normally or not so normally and I love that because when we talk about addiction and we always focus on drugs or alcohol or something else, but we don't understand that we can be addicted to anything and it changes those chemical pathways and it changes how many chemicals stay or don't stay in those areas. And that's really the heart of addiction, you mm-hmm. know, physically, from a physical standpoint. I'm not even talking about the emotional, uh, mental pieces, but from a physical standpoint, what's happening in the brain you have all these chemicals and if they're out of order they're out of sync or they don't get re-sucked back up into the right dendrite or they stay in too long or whatever the case may be it changes the way we function think and it it also can create all sorts of addictive processes which is why emotions can be addictive or at least part of the reason why right listen to this guy i want all your viewers to hear you because you're a genius I am not a genius. <laughs> but that, you know, it's just true. So so it's just an important thing to it understand. Is. It is a physical addiction. It is. And uh, and it's something that happens in the body. So thank you for saying that. That's great. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I, I love that stuff. And, and I can get geeky all day. I really can. <laughs> uh, because I do have that. I do have that part of me. I, I hear I am, you know, I wear my cowboy hat and, you know, my cowboy boots and belt buckles. And here I get psychologically geeky. Um, in chapter two, you talk about... Keeps we, your balance. Yeah, well, it is. I'm a little bit of a maverick. Actually, I'm a lot of a maverick. Um, you, it, chapter two, you say you can't run when your feet are stuck. And there's one thing I want to talk about in here because you talk about a, a number of things. But one of the things that business owners need to wrap their minds around is that your employees can get stuck. And one of them is is them living in fear. Absolutely. Talk about that. Really, the you know, if, if you break it down, my thought is you're either living in love, mm. which is the greatest power there is, and that doesn't—that's not all touchy feely. That's right. that's a a positive, um, 
power that we have within us or you're living in fear and and if and people might think that fear is a good thing like i'm afraid of my boss well that's a good thing because if you're not you're going to get fired we teach our kids to be afraid of the traffic so they don't run out in the traffic no you teach your kids to be wise about traffic mm. you teach your kids about what traffic can do, what a car can do if you run out in front of it, and why you don't want to do that and make good choices. You don't have to live in fear. Fear is not a good thing. Fear is a debilitating thing, and it causes reactivity. And, um, and you, you want your employees being productive from a creative place. From a from an energetic a good energetic place, not a place of fear. Mm. I mean, I know I know some bosses do want you right. uh, in a place of fear, and I, I've known bosses like that. Right. And um, but but if you allow your people to be free, who they really are, tapped into that source of love and joy and peace that really lives within each of us. That is much more powerful, much more productive, and much more um, contagious mm. than um, than fear is. Well, fear is very contagious as oh, well, right. but it's more contagious in a in a constructive way. Right. You know, one of the things we, you know we talk about contagiousness, right? And we talk about fear can mm-hmm. be contagious. Negativity can be so contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it, it. It. I mean, once it gets into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Wow, because I mean, I'm, I mean, I consult businesses, and, and I've I've watched this happen, where one negative person can absolutely just destroy the morale. Well, and it normalizes then the the negativity, mm. um, you know, and so and so it become it can become a culture yes. in in a in a workplace. And and with gossip, things things mm. like gossip and fear and negativity, mm. um, those are all insidious things that creep into all the little nooks and crannies of of a work environment and a work culture, and and destroy it from within because it it um, enhances division, mm. and division is so much different than diversity. Division divides and conquers. Right. Diversity of ideas and, and cultures and all kinds of stuff keep things vibrant and alive as long as it's done from a place of love and joy and peace. Mm. And, and again, I'm not, not, not saying that from a, a mamby-pamby, wimpy sort of way. Right, it's, right. Those things are genuine, and I know you know that, genuine powers that energize much more powerfully than negativity. Mm. And you're right, it will destroy the culture of a company. It, negativity. It it does and and not only that, I I don't people need to understand that when you have negativity in your company that you're looking at mutiny. Yeah, it's a form of mutiny. Yeah. And and people go, "Well, that's harsh." Are you saying no, that because true. of the negativity? I'm going to think about it. Do you want positive, creative people, or do you want negative, f- negative, angry, gossiping people? What's go- what, what's going to make your company more profitable? 
It's a simple question. I'll let you. I'll let you think about it for a second, everybody out there. Which one do you want? <laughs> do, which one do you think is going to make you more profitable? Um, positive, happy, creative people, or negative, gossiping, angry people who talk behind your back? Which one's going to make you more profitable? I'll give you a second. Okay. So I, I think right. You you absolutely know. All right. I gave you the second, and and it's it's mutiny at your business. Your your business is being is 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 being sabotaged by negativity and you know when i was reading this and i was like going Man, people people do not understand business owners don't understand you cannot allow this to continue right it, i'm sorry right. but you you're never going to be as a business as successful as you can be when you allow negativity to take it over i'm a little passionate Agreed. about that i'm sorry about that yeah i'm a little passionate about that okay so no well it's it's so true it's um you know you if Anything you allow that that gets into the it's like it's like water seeping in the basement. Ultimately, it's going to flood the basement. You can't let it in, right. um, and it has to start at the top of the business. Right. I mean, it the a, a business owner or a boss or a, a supervisor has to learn to turn negatives into positives open communication to discuss things like that because if you shut down you know because one of the 10 things we wanted to talk about you know one of the 10 principles is is communicate effectively if you don't if you don't acknowledge the problem and become aware of what the problem is and don't talk about it then then you're just going to kind of shut everybody down until they explode Right. And then, and then that negativity is going to seep out the edges mm. and destroy that business. Mm. Love it. We're talking with Marianne Clyde, licensed therapist, the Zentivity right now, and I'm, we're talking about. Listen, you want to get rid of the chaos. You want to get rid of the stress. You want to get rid of the discontent in your workplace. This book, Zentivity, is extraordinarily powerful. It's also going to be insightful for you personally, by the way, and and. What I found about this book, when I, as I read this book through over and over again, especially certain parts of it that were speaking loudly to me, uh, and she just did it again. I, I'll tell her after the show what it was. Do you want to know? <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you what it was. So she talked about not teaching your kids fear. And uh, I grew up a little bit of being taught fear, right? Not, not respecting the things so much as you need to be afraid of this or afraid of that. Okay, so I'm just going to come clean and be authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's filtered into my life as an adult. Just could be honest, being, being authentically honest. And so I have to be very cautious because it's made me more aware that sometimes I can have these fearful thoughts and fearful emotions in certain situations and with certain things. And just just because I'm six feet, five inches tall and 260 pounds doesn't mean, and, you know, I'm in the gym, you know, five days a week plus, doesn't mean that you can't be afraid, by the way. All right. Any guy who says it or not, it's wrong and it's a liar. Okay. I just called you out. So I'm just <laughs> telling you that, 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 that really hit me hard there. So, um, th- this gives me the opportunity to say, let's become proactive. Chapter three. <laughs> there you go. Because there you, don't, you go. You don't, you Love don't, your authenticity, Jay. I really do. You, you don't make change by continually talking about how bad the problem is. As a matter of fact, that, that is makes true. things worse. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, I, I, a really brilliant author by the name of Marianne Clyde said yeah. that in the book. Talk oh, about that. Genius. She is a genius. Yeah. Talk more about that. <laughs> talk about 
I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. no, no. Talk more about, about you know, but you know, we can't we can't talk just stop keep talking about how bad the problem is. We got to be proactive. Right. It's like kicking a dead horse. It doesn't do anything. It's it's when when you're because another little cliche that I that I know everybody knows is what you focus on increases. So if you're going to focus on uh, the zit on your face, that's all you're going to see when you're looking in the mirror. And and, you know, it's it's that is true in every area of our lives. So if we recognize that i mean if we always talk about how the boss does this or how we don't get enough time off or we're not making enough money we should always say how can i change that what can i do about that the only thing we have control over jay you know this better than anybody is is what we do about something um and as long as you keep pounding on, we're not making enough money, we're not making enough money, we're not making uh, enough widgets, we're not, you know, whatever we're not doing, you focus on that, it doesn't do anything. You, you have to say, what can I do about that? And the smallest, tiny little change will pan out into a huge return, it, and just one thing at a time. You know, it's just like you can't lose 10 pounds in one day. You, but if you start changing your habits a little bit at a time, ultimately, even if the scale goes up and down, you're going to notice a change. And the same thing in a business culture. If you've had a business culture that, say, nobody's allowed to talk here, nobody's allowed to talk here, I hate working here, I'm not allowed to tell anybody what's wrong, you sit there and grumble about that, you have to be the one to say, I'm going to go to the boss or the supervisor, and I'm going to say, what can we do about better communication? Can we have a suggestion box? Can we have a weekly staff meeting? Can we have a – just throw out suggestions, and, um, and every little thing you do that's proactive leads you closer to some sort of a solution. Right. And, and, and you're, you're right. You're right. And, and yet I can hear – and and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here a little bit, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna so so I'm gonna let you be Marianne Clyde, licensed therapist that you are. Play the devil's mm-hmm. advocate here and go. Yeah, but Marianne, look, my I got to have things happen now because my business is in trouble. You know, you're telling me that this is going to be a long-term solution. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> Great question, but any problem didn't happen overnight mm. it's and and Ouch. just just like Ouch. just like those 10 pounds we have to lose <laughs> that didn't happen overnight either and 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 so you just have to embrace the situation for what it is it doesn't mean you have to like it mm. it doesn't mean you have to agree with it it doesn't m- mean that you have to um, come up with a solution immediately but you have to have a plan and it's going to take a while. And the only thing you can change overnight is your attitude. Mm. And that's, I would say, 90% of the solution. Mm. I love it. Marianne Clyde, author of uh, Zentivity, right? You want to eliminate the chaos, the stress, the discontent in your workplace? You need to get this book. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. You can get it on Amazon. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. let me just tell you something. Why don't you, why don't you do what they do at Linda Craft and Team Realtors? They actually read a book with the team. And why don't you choose this as a book that your team is going to read together and talk through it and maybe get at some of the deeper rooted issues that are going on in your 
business because this book is going to be extraordinarily helpful. And by the way, I don't care if you're the CEO, the manager, or if you are the person who, you know, cleans cleans the place. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is this book's going to be great. You're going to love the book. It's it's awesome, and you're going to really enjoy it. So, okay, so I'm so I we get I get so frustrated. You know, you know what makes me frustrated is that um, we're talking here, right? We haven't even got to the, the meat of the book. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't gotten to those ten essential no, principles. No, the ten essential yet. principles, right? We haven't even got there yet, and I'm like, oh, we're never going to make it through. We, there's no, <laughs> there is no way we're going to make it through all the ten essential principles of of you know of of really connecting. You know, principles to keep you centered and focused, which is chapter four. Which is, by the way, only chapter four because we have, there's ten chapters in this book, folks. Okay, and and we're not going to get there. Okay, I'm just telling you right now. So if you want to find out what happens, okay, in this book, Zentivity, if you want to find out what happens, you're going to have to buy the book. Okay, that's just, that's what you're going to have to do, (laughs) is what you're going to have to do, because it's great. So there are 10 principles that can be applied, what you say, and I'm quoting you, there's 10, these 10 principles that can be applied at home and at work, and they are foundational for living a life of Zentivity, and and here they are, and I'm just going to say them, and then we'll talk, we'll talk through as many as we can talk through. Okay. Connect to your creator, know your true identity, nurture awareness, breathe, respect, practice gratitude, limit judgments, detach, communicate clearly, forgive quickly. Which one would you like to, which one would you like to start with? I'm gonna let you. Well, have, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you have carte blanche here because these are your ten. What would you like to start with? Well, the three foundational principles about connecting to your creator mm-hmm. um, and know your true identity and then nurturing awareness. Those those are the things you, we already spent some time talking about. You can't make any change unless you're aware. Right. Um, but the connecting with your creator is is taking and and you had said when you were checking your people's spirituality number right. for the day. It, it doesn't have to be a certain religion, a different type of a certain type of meditation, but some reflective time, and I like to call it a meditation time or, or a contemplative time, every single day. And and if you can do it twice a day, that's great. Um, simply focusing on your connection to the Creator of the universe, however you view that, whether it's nature, whether it's God, um, but there's a stillness and a quietness that we must connect to because the, the world is noisy, the world is loud, chaos is crazy, and we have to be still and know that that's not who we are. When we connect and dig our roots deep, deep, deep into that connection with all creation, and our creator, then we can know our true identity. Because in, in my view, that creator, that God, if you will, is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and creativity and wisdom and all those things. And if I am one with that energy, I also am love and joy and peace and mm. wisdom and creativity. That's my true nature. Mm. And that's where fear comes to pull us away. 
And, and the world, the chaos around us, pulls us away from who we really are, which is why it's important to take a few minutes every day to connect to the love, the joy, the peace, the power, the creativity that is the most productive part of us, the, the thing that makes the seasons change, the things that makes the leaves grow back on the trees this time of year. It's, it's, it's a power that's innate in us, and we must connect to that, because if I know I am whole, perfect, and complete, lacking nothing, the chaos can't change that. Mm. And I just need to learn to become aware, principle three, of what's going on around me and who I am inside and always choose who I am inside rather than the chaos. I can make a difference. I can change my thinking. I have to be aware, is my thinking, as you pointed out earlier, is it, is it negative? Am I pointing out at the the negative stuff? Am I hounding on what's wrong? Or am I asking the question, okay, okay, yes, yes, we have a we have a uncomfortable situation here, but what can I do about that? And and the proper awareness leads you to ask a question that moves you in a productive direction. And and then the you know, the next principle that just breathe which you know is my favorite i know it is. I mean that's my million dollar advice no matter <laughs> I know it is. what you're gonna write a book you're gonna write a book just called just breathe i'm convinced of just it. breathe and it's, it's gonna have a picture of your tattoo on your wrist that's what it's gonna be there you go that, there's a thought and <laughs> and so those those are just the ways we deal with the world breathe and detach mm. anytime somebody anytime you're, you're kind of feeling pressured to um react to something all you have to do is do what Viktor Frankl said and, and, and remember that between the stimulus and response, there's a space. And that's created when you breathe and detach from the drama for just a second so nobody can suck you in. Mm. You know, and yeah, so those, those are a couple more of the principles. So, uh, yeah, I, I, want to, I want to, okay. So first of all, um, first of all, let me say this, that... You gave the example of the connecting to your creator. It's like, it's like you've got a lamp, and you're holding the end of the cord, but it's not plugged into the wall. Yeah, and you're yelling because it's dark. And then you're mad because it's dark, right? Right. <laughs> right? I mean, I started exactly. laughing, going, "Of course, that's the way we, right? I'm, I'm holding the lamp, I'm holding the cord, but I'm not plugged into any sort of electricity. I mean, how do you expect it to work, right? And, and I love that. <laughs> that was exactly. awesome. But then yeah. uh, I want, I, I, I do want to say that breathing and detaching. We're both powerful because I found myself when you were talking about the breathe part, mm-hmm. I, you know, we talk about how fast we move and that we got to get things done and we got to get the next thing done in our jobs. And there's always another thing. There's always one more thing. There's always another email. There's always another, mm-hmm. there's always another text message. There's always another deal that has to be brokered. There's mm-hmm. always something, right? Yeah. And we... We, if we will just take a second, and I tried this, right, because I, you know, I was stressing out about some stuff, and I said, you know what, I just got to stop and breathe for a few minutes, just focus on mm-hmm. my breathing, just breathe, right. right, and and I said, okay, all right, just you just clear it out, just don't worry about any stuff, focus on the air coming through my nostrils, exhaling through my mouth, 
just mm-hmm. focus on that. And I was amazed at, you know, you said, you know, it's, it's like breathing out all the crud. And it was yeah. amazing just taking a few minutes. I wasn't even taking a long time. But it was so amazing how I was able to go, okay, I got this. Right? I, was, I, I got this. It's okay. This is not, this is me and my own mental, emotional stuff, my own thoughts, my own emotions taking control of my stress. And, and I thought to myself, man, if people in businesses just understood this simple process of just yeah. getting your people to breathe, we, we push so hard, mm-hmm. but we could be so much more productive if we breathe. You know, being busy is not a badge of honor. You know, everybody seems to think that it is. But here's one more example of where your authenticity and vulnerability make it so clear that I think this, that we need to add this message, um, you know, before this show ends. And it's that, um, yes, you, you admitted you get stressed out. So sure. do I. You know, you, you admitted you had some childhood beliefs that, sure. that you deal with. On a, right? So do I. You know, what? Wh- I, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, okay, there, there's this pinnacle way you have to exist. And, yeah. and that until that. you get there, you're, you're not good enough. Right. The point is these are just markers and pointers to when you notice, when you're aware that you're stressed, right. you have some things that you can do. Right. You can be grateful. You can breathe. You can detach. You can connect to your creator. You can communicate effectively. And last but not least, but you can forgive mm. and let go mm. quickly. And, and those things are important. They're just tools. Mm. Those ten essential principles are just tools. Mm. You, we're perfect deep at our core, but in our humanity, eh, we got some flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. Can I ask you a question? Do, do you have a hard three o'clock stop or No. No, no, I can keep going. Can we can we go do you do you mind if we go a little over time? No, not at all. And and and, and folks who are folks who are listening, we're going to give you some bonus content and for folks who are watching, I, I you know what? Um, I've got so many of you. I need to um, say thank you that are watching right now, Justin and Mark and James, um, hey Joe, Lisa, Ed, um, Thora, Ann, Fred, Kevin, Thomas, Lloyd, Doug, uh, and uh, there's so many folks. There's so many who are who are tuning in right now to the show. Uh, I just want to say th- uh, thank you for joining the show. We're gonna we're gonna keep going here because I just feel like there's just uh, information here that's just way too important that I don't want to move on past because I, there's a couple things I want to hit that I feel are important. And Marianne's gonna be so gracious enough to give us a little overtime, and so I want to say thank you for doing that first of all, and. Um, also, I need to, you know what, you know what, sponsors, this is this is your lucky day because you're going to get some extra, uh, you're going to get some extra plug time. So uh, I want to, so as we're doing this, I just want to, we're going to go over time here, but I want to thank Jeff Snell, who is the owner, uh, COO of Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have been our corporate sponsor since day one, and uh, they, they generously give us money to keep the show running and um, by the way, we're always looking for more sponsors. If you want to help sponsor the show, because we're trying to help as many people as we can around the world, we had no idea. Jeff took a risk of inline, at inline bro- business brokers and advisors, put some money on the table. He took a risk, and now we're in Africa, we're in Sweden, we are in the U- all over the UK. 
we're in Germany and people are downloading the show and we are so grateful because we know we're helping a lot of people India as well and so um, I'm grateful for them uh, listen just tell them that you heard us uh, heard them send them an email or something just saying hey look inline uh, uh, we heard you on a new direction with Jay and um, thank you so much for sponsoring the show and just go to nline.com e-n-l-i-g-n.com and contact them there and then our new sponsor Linda Crafted Team Realtors we want to thank them for sponsoring the show and they're a new sponsor and we're always open up to sponsorships as well and so just check them out because they can help you find the right real estate agent a personable person a real professional that can help you find your next home or sell your next home just go to lindacraft.com l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com and they are bringing together Marion Clyde and her book Zentivity how to eliminate chaos stress and discontent from the workplace and so the reason I wanted to keep going and it's so thank you again but there's sure. there's 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 I don't want to stop on respect and detach or I mean uh, breathe and detach because <laughs> there's there's three other ones there. Well, actually, they're all. I want. I could talk about any one of them for an hour. But there's practice gratitude, communicate clearly, and forgive quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to touch on why gratitude is so important in the workplace and how, how well, that translates. Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, we were talking about how being addicted to negativity and other negative emotions can change our brain. Just like meditation on a regular practice can change your brain, gratitude on a regular practice can change your brain. And, th- and this, this can be as simple as choosing to think the first thing you wake up, three things you wake up um, for that you're grateful for, three things before you go to bed at night. And, and that puts you, that kind of primes the pump. But in the workplace even, Telling people that you're grateful for them, tell, showing your appreciation to employees and supervisors and bosses and coworkers, it it engenders a positive environment in the in the um, in the office, and it's so important because, as you were saying, when you focus on what's wrong, you create this negative environment right. in the in the office. All you have to do is start looking for one thing you're grateful for about each person. Right. Leave little sticky notes. Hey, I loved the way you closed that deal today. Hey, I really appreciate your taking that call for me when I was busy. Hey, thanks. I just wanted to let you know that you did a good job on that um, uh, presentation. Um, you know, I, I have a friend who writes a written thank you note for for any time I, that she's at a presentation I do or any time that she um, notices something in the newspaper or something like that, she sends a written thank you note all the time and then little stickers that say, good job. <laughs> she, she's, she's known for that. I think we should be known for our gratitude and our appreciation, and that in itself will change the environment in, a, um, in an office setting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I started uh, a few years ago a gratitude journal where I would wake up and I, I initially I did five things I was grateful for. I just listed them, right? Mm-hmm. And then I expanded it out when I woke up in the morning. It went to seven things. But then I wrote out, I am grateful for. I just didn't list it. I wrote literally wrote out, mm-hmm. I 
am grateful for. And then I started, then it expanded into why I was grateful for it. And what happened was I found everything starting to change in my life. I, I started to find that my, that I not only was talking, I not only was telling myself what I was grateful for, I was making it so real because I was telling myself why I was grateful for it. And and then my day was started with seven things I was grateful for and why I was grateful for them. And, and I will tell you, I will tell you, Marianne, it started with things like the cup of coffee, you know, my wife, my house, my dog, right? It started simply, and then it became who I am, my maverick like personality that's creative and Mm-hmm. And that that is willing to challenge the status quo, and and it got deeper, right? And oh, so, yeah. I I and I want so I want to because that gratitude thing is so powerful, and I can't I can't emphasize enough that if folks would, and you, you talk about it in your book, but I can't emphasize enough if folks will just practice this this very simple technique of that she's talking about three things I'm grateful for in the morning, three things I'm grateful for at the end of the day, it will expand you. If you will make it a habit, right, mm-hmm. and it, it will expand you and grow you in ways you have no idea. Okay, that was my free plug. So read the book. Okay, there it is. But that's, that's great because I, I do the same thing when I'm, when I'm running. I can have one or of two ways of looking at it, and it can be, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. This is a stupid sport. <laughs> this is, why do people do this? Where are those endorphins? And Or and what I try to do is say thank you god for my muscles and my tendons right. and my strong bones and my health and right. my wellness and i start finding things about my physical body that oh my god i'm so old you know is one way to look at it and another one is i'm so thankful that i can even do this right. and it just changes your attitude about a workout doesn't make me a good runner but at least it makes me grateful for the fact that i'm doing it i <laughs> see i love that see i I tell people all the time, I'm a gym rat still to this day. And I, I tell people, I can't do what I did at 25, but I'll tell you what, I'm willing to go up against most 55-year-olds that I can think of, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that. And matter of fact, there's a whole bunch of 35-year-olds I'm willing to take on, okay? There I mean, you go. Right, because I just, it's just, I feel good, right? Yeah, I have to fight through injury like everybody else, but I feel good. Okay, let's talk about communicating clearly. Because okay. you, you say something about communication that I went... Oh, nobody ever says this, right? And that you say something to the effect. I'm going to paraphrase. This is the Jay Izzo paraphrase, okay? So, mm-hmm. so do with it what you will. But basically, you've got to be confident enough that what you say, you communicated, and and stop regretting the way you communicate. Not that you're not going to work on communicating, not mm-hmm. that you're not going to work on the art of listening, not that you're not going to work on all these things. But you, you you gotta stop feeling guilty about your communication. Is that is that a correct yeah, is that a correct analysis? A, did I, did I yeah, paraphrase that right? That's a that's a self defeating behavior in anything is to and we tend to do it as humans. Look at what I did wrong, I could have said that better, right. you know, blah blah blah. Right. But the point is the fact that you're stumbling through it, the fact that you're you're willing to tell somebody you're nervous, you're you're going to the Boss, you're going to your coworker and you're saying, you know, I, 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 it really 
bothers me when you stand at the door and talk to me when I have a project. I would love to talk to you later, but I can't do it now. Then you can worry all day long whether they were offended or or whatever. But But the idea is you opened up a line of communication and you stood up for yourself. Right. And it's an important thing to do. You do it as kindly as you can, right. as clearly as you can. Right. And if you feel like you, you can do it better the next time, then do it better. Right. Yeah, because I think what happens is we get so we get so caught up into, did I say it right? Right? I mean, I, I, I get this all the time. Did I say it right? And I'm like, you, you can't worry about, did you say it right? Yes, you can improve. Trust me, you. I'll never forget the first time I was learning Italian, and as a second language. And I was learning Italian, and I was studying these CDs. And one of them, the CDs I was studying from, was this guy by the name Michel Tomas, who who is famous for educating people in foreign languages by CD. Mm. And he would say, he would say about Italian when you're learning Italian, he would say, you have to think of it as a tennis match. And I found this to be true of every piece of communication whether it's business communication relationships or whatever he said just get the ball over the net don't worry about making the perfect shot don't worry about making it perfectly that your Italian's not perfect just get the communication over the net and I think sometimes we make communication so complicated that we forget that you just got to get whatever you're communicating over the net don't People will respond however they're going to respond. Right. Right? And I, and I, I really think that that's true. I, I really do. And I think that's where you're kind of headed with this because I think we get so worried. Oh, I don't know if I said it the right way. And, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know how they're going to take that. But move on. Yeah. Self-doubt is going to make you yeah. less powerful. Mm. Um, you know, and, and just what we're doing is we, we have to keep things being talked about um, or nothing changes. Right. Nothing changes. And, you know, of course be kind. Of course. Oh, of course, yes. And respectful. Of course. Yes. But, um, you know, we do the best we can and none of us does everything perfectly. Except for you, Jay, but, you know. <laughs> no, no, please do not give me that burden. <laughs> I am begging you not to give me that burden. Well, one of the things we talk about, you talk about a couple things that, uh, that you can do right now by the way, if you want to do some things right now to improve your communication, Marianne talks about a few things in this book, in, in this chapter. She said, look, you know, improve your listening skills. Improve your eye contact. All right? Take ownership of of your own feelings, right? And and then speak mm-hmm. to be understood, right? And how do we do that, right? Well, Marianne uses a, the famous the famous quote, right? Right? Which is, when we talk about speaking you, to be understood. You mean from, from Stephen Covey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seek first to understand and then to, to be, be understood. understood. God, the, Most people don't do that. It's so true. It's so true. They keep pounding and pounding and pounding, thinking the harder they pound, somebody will then understand them. They don't realize that, no, no, they stopped listening long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So I want to talk about this this last piece here, and this is forgive quickly. Yeah. Because... Uh, I, I think forgiveness is powerful. And by the way, forgiveness in the workplace is huge. And 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 people don't understand the connection between forgiveness and the workplace. But it's a it's a big deal because we get resentful because of what somebody else did or somebody got the promotion you didn't get and or you know the boss overlooked you or they chewed you out or 
you know, something happened in the workplace. Trust me, there's forgiveness issues all over the workplace. You're just not thinking right. of it that way. And I took a quote from your book today and I posted it up last last night and I posted it up. I don't know where this quote came from. My my wife is going to make me say, and I will say it because she did say it to me first. And I and I quoted unknown, but she said, you know, you should have quoted me. And I said, yeah, I know, but you didn't originate it. She said, yeah, but I told you first. And I go, okay. So I'm giving her credit <laughs> right now. And that quote is this: unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Oh yes, I saw that on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Well, that comes from you, right? The first sentence, right out of forgive quickly. And, mm-hmm. um, and I have to give credit to my wife for um, actually giving that to me first. Forgiveness is hard, but it's a must. Help, yeah. help us walk through it. And, and you know, it's a decision. Mm-hmm. It's what, what, it, what it, I believe, why, if we forgive, it's for our own benefit. It never says, what you did to me is okay, please do it again. It doesn't say, maybe you don't even have to, it doesn't mean you don't have to file a lawsuit. Maybe you do. Mm. But, but it lets go of the responsibility and the bitterness that poisons your system. Mm. It leaves the vengeance up to God, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, or karma, um, and it doesn't mean you have to continue a relationship with that person. You might have to change your relationship with that person in some way. It doesn't mean that you don't file the lawsuit because maybe, maybe there is something that has to be paid for. But, but the idea is you let go the stress and the burden of hatred mm-hmm. and venge- vengeance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is what forgiveness is. And, and yes, you you might have to do it over and over and over um, as you as you, you know the resentment kind of creeps back up again. I thought I forgave that person. Well, if you thought you did, then do it again. You know, you you there's nothing there's nothing that says you can't remind yourself. Nope, I let that go. Nope, right. I let that go. Right. If you have to say that a hundred times throughout your life or more. It's just a decision for you, not necessarily for them. It, and, and you know, Marianne, you talk about this in the book when it comes to forgiveness. It affects our hormones. Mm-hmm. Holding on to unforgiveness affects us hormonally. And it, yeah. it, it changes, I mean, the, the anger and the stress of these things changes our blood sugar levels. It inhibits our immune systems. It could cause stomach or heart issues as well as other health problems. You said that in the book. And I, and I try to explain to people that your unforgiveness is doing nothing to help you. And it, whether it's your personal life or your business life, if you right. walk into work hateful of your fellow employee or hateful of your boss, or you as a boss hate, right? It's it's never going, you're never going to be as successful as you possibly could be, as long as that unforgiveness is there. Absolutely, absolutely. And people, like you had mentioned earlier, people think that it's not an issue for the workplace, but it really, really is. Mm. Because we were always irritated with the people, you know, in the next cubicle, or, or <laughs> things just happen. Right. And, and they say stupid things, and we say stupid things, sure. and we don't finish 
our projects on time sometimes, and they don't finish their. We just have to allow people to be human. We still have the high expectations, of course, for productivity and so forth. And, and there are times when forgiveness means, you know, hey, you know, I, I know you didn't do that project again for the fifth time. Right. Um, it may need they may need to move on from their job. But um, but the point is, you still don't hold that bitterness. Right. You take action, but don't hold the bitterness. Right. It's okay to fire somebody, but you don't fire them in hatred. You fire them because they're not being effective at their job. I, I, I want to read you your quote at the end of this, this chapter. You said, if you find yourself stuck, <laughs> perhaps you stepped on a piece of unforgiveness. All you need to do is scrape it off and get on your way, Marianne Clyde. That's beautiful. <laughs> By the way, that's absolutely beautiful. I love this. Mar- Marianne, um, I w- I would, first of all, I want to say thank you. Um, and folks, ah. By the way, we're, we're only halfway through the book, and we didn't even do the first half justice, okay? I just want to just tell you that, everybody now. We, we have been on for over an hour and 15 minutes. It feels like it's been 15 seconds just to me. At Marianne, it may feel like three hours. I don't know. But it just No, feels, it goes so quickly. I mean, it really does. It, it just... I, I tell this to every guest that I have on the show. You have no idea how fast this goes. And they keep telling me, no, it did. It went really fast. <laughs> and uh, because we're talking about what you're passionate about. And, and I love that. And that's awesome. So um, before we go, and I'm going to, again, say thank you to Inline Business Brokers and Advisors for sponsoring the show. Just go to inline.com, E-N-L-I-G-N.com. Our new sponsor, Lin, sponsor, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Check them out at lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. Marianne, I ask every guest on the show, the show is called A New Direction, to help people find a new direction in their life, their career, their business, or all three. If you could leave the listener with a new direction, what would that be? Start right now today looking for every possibility where you accept responsibility for the way you're thinking and the way you're reacting because your world is controlled by the way you think. Mm. I think personal responsibility is my biggest message. Mm. Folks, you took personal responsibility. How better would your business be? How better would you be in your place of business, right? You have a choice. You really do. The book's called Zentivity. It's available on Amazon, your favorite bookstore. Get it. Please get it. It's also available Kindle version as well. Uh, check it out. Zentivity is the name of the book. How to Eliminate Chaos, Stress, and Discontent in Your Workplace, brought to you by Balboa. Uh, stay with me, Marianne, if you will, for just a second. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Um, and thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today. Amazing, wasn't she? Wasn't she not just amazing? I told you this was going to be one of those power pack shows where there's just not enough time in the day. I, I could I could talk to her all day and never grow tired. And um, I just I adore what she does and I adore her and she's just awesome. So folks, as we close the show, I just want to say this: look, be inspired because when you're inspired, you can inspire other people. And when you do that, they in turn inspire others as well, and that can make this world an amazingly great place. So, be inspired, folks. I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Ciao, everybody. your confidence And the answers don't make sense Got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to mind.
Direction. A new direction.